Hey, hey! Welcome to Bonus Barrel. With me today is... Peggy. And... And returning as a guest, this is Marshall. Marshall, he's back. He's uh, back and, and you have some issues. You're, you're nose bleeding. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, right before this podcast. So excited I, to be back. I had a first, like, you know, a legit nosebleed that, yeah. that you, it was you, intense you gotta nosebleed. deal with it. You gotta, like, yeah. you gotta take a few minutes. It was pretty bad nosebleed. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. in your, you, you pulled yourself together. You know, we have put my head back, and you told me that that's a, like a wise. What is it? An old wives' tale. I, I thought tale doesn't work. The holding, laying down, I think, is bad. But this is living proof. It it's works. gone. I it's mean, gone. but it is it good for you? What do you mean? Is it good? I, like, are you actually okay? Well, it stopped. Let's just, like you're, I like, you could okay. be eternally bleeding right I feel now. A little, internally, you ever get that like swallow like after a nosebleed? Like, I don't get nosebleeds to be honest. Down, to be honest, to be honest. Yeah. I got a little of that, but. It, but I think I'll, I'll power through it. On Medical Barrel today, we discuss uh, heart palpitations and uh, brain aneurysms. Wow. <laughs> I don't think we're qualified to talk about that. So I'm going to say if you have a nosebleed, you can put your head back and it does work. Yeah, I don't have any... Maybe not for everybody. I think you could probably tackle this in one of the um, um, uh, trauma center games. Too. I was about to say, this would make an exciting video game. Yeah, trauma center or <laughs> you surgeon simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so our topic later on today will be uh, Uncharted 4. We brought the expert on context-based games, uh, story and games, Marshall. And the antithesis of it, <laughs> our resident host, Seiji. He nodded. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I'll take it. <laughs> so I wanted to, before we even get, we always get to this topic later, the second half of the show. The first half of the show is, uh, we were talking about this before we began. Now, I'm not going to say names of the, of the places because it doesn't matter. But there is this little store in where we live. And it was basically this this area where you go and you you pay money to play consoles, PS4, Xbox One, Wii go? U, and PCs. Okay. And you could just go in and, and you pay like pretty high rates to play for an hour or whatever. And like for example, to host a Smash Smash tournament, you said it was like fifty. It was bucks. 50 it was, I think bucks. it was twenty, wasn't it? No, it was more than that. Like, it was it would. <laughs> Because there was different brackets, so right. you'd have to pay if you want to go into two v two bracket. It's this much, and the one v one bracket is this much. So, so it would yeah. if you want, unless you want to just do one single bracket, you pay twenty. But if you wanted to compete in all the different brackets, I think it was around fifty bucks, which seemed it's a lot expensive to just go play yeah. Smash Bros. Uh, and and I guess uh, the membership there would be you could basically you would pay the membership. It was like fifty sixty a month, but you didn't get free game time. It just gave you a small discount and coupons. Yeah. And it was quite expensive, I understand. So, uh, good business model? What do you think? Anybody? Uh, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say because I don't... I'm not really interested in going and playing games at... Well, it's easy. ...competitively or, or, or anything like that. But from what I gather, it's not a great deal. Well... Well, I can tell you because, because it's, they, it's closed close. down now. So and th this was in where we live. It's gone, yeah. Yeah. It's done. Where we live, this is the second iteration of this type of store. There yeah, was it one is, it? quite a while ago, um, but it was mostly just for PC games. It wasn't consoles. It was like so a man cave slightly, or something, wasn't it? kind of. Yeah. It was very it like, dark it. and low lights yeah. and stuff like That's that. That's what men who play games there are like, right? Um, yeah. I actually went in there a few times. The are off right now. No candles, though. <laughs> no candles. Sorry, Marshall. <laughs> hey, there's um, still time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, it was fairly reasonable to play their PC games, and I did go in a few times to play some RTS. But games do they friends. charge a bunch to play? No, no, it was like so. It's hypocritical of me because I, I love arcades, which and, is kind of what this is. is but arcades, new, at least back then, arcade. gave you something unique. You didn't have arcade cabinets in your home, 
And before yes, they were made redundant exactly. with consoles, which I don't agree that they're redundant. I love arcades, and it's a different experience. But this this is a different arcades are a different experience arcades, than you would have at home. Arcades are also a hang. They're, yes, they're a place to hang. And from what I gather, you have to pay to even go. Can you I, go there? I, I don't know. I I think so. Okay. You had to pay to play for sure. Okay. But like an arcade. But yeah, it's a good hangout zone. It's also cheaper because you can at least it is play with a quarter. And if you're good, you, you can play for a while with a quarter. With a quarter, exactly. And you know, it, a quarter's not that much. You know, you, you go in, and you can you, you can spend find a five bucks. On the street if you're lucky enough, that's like, that's still going to last you an hour or so. Yeah. Five bucks is still better than twenty something. Exactly. Right? And but but my point being was, it's different. You can't get easily get that arcade experience at your place. Whereas if you're just going to play consoles, I mean, yeah, I know not every person can because they're expensive. But I think in the end, like unless you're only going to play once or twice, you might as well just fucking buy a console. Especially if you pay for that membership. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I just wanted to. I'm not gloating at their their downfall. No, I mean no. games are already, something I was thinking about. Games are already pretty expensive these days, and I mean renting games is kind of a dying thing or dead. Is yeah, so, pretty much. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of doing that, right? So it's I'm rip. Not, I'm not that surprised that. Well, oh, I'm not either. The thing about the, that business model and it. It's true also for arcades, I think. It's not that you're just paying for the games. You're playing for the community aspect of it. I remember when when I went for arcades, definitely you, you want to go and, and play a game, but sometimes you will go with friends. You will play the multiplayer games. You will want to go and see the best players and learn yeah, from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, just, you just go to an arcade and just watch people. Oh, I've, yeah. I've done Or that. see all the games. I used to go to arcades and hang out for yeah. hours, but I only, I only played like... I had like five bucks, and I would make it stretch. But I would, like Sadie said, I would watch other people play, or I would try out new games, or just look at the new games and watch the demos and stuff. It was awesome. You had all these screens, and it was lively and and and, and exciting. But if people just hunkered around a few different consoles. That it's not the same atmosphere as an arcade. Yeah, I agree. Which I agree. is, I would go to an arcade if we had one here. I would, I would go fairly but often. You would almost think that the model of you know, if we just rent your player, my console for a bit, you would have a lot more variety. Because if you did have you know a Wii U, you would probably have a lot of games that you could pick from. So it kind of seems like I don't know why that model isn't better. Because there's a little more variety. Sure, you may pay more, but it's like, hey, you know, you pay your Wii U for an hour, you have you know, 30 different games you yeah. can play for the hour. So it kind of feels like there's more should variety. Be superior, it should be. But it doesn't have that but feeling it's, it's, of you're uniqueness. Right. It's, it's that kind of atmosphere that you were also familiar with with going to kind of that classic it's arcade. Like paying, but I haven't actually gone to one in many, many years now, It's kind of like so. paying to go to your friend's place and play video games. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not exciting. Great friend! But, you know, if your friend had an arcade in the basement, and yeah, it, they were still hooked up to a coin up, you'd probably still want to play them. Because it's cool well, and weird. At least you could get the quarter i know you can but I'm, I'm saying like yeah 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 you would be willing to do that but with this in that case it's not i don't know it's just weird I don't think but people people is used to anymore going to a place to play games it's it's dated it's, now it's quite the opposite right? i mean people so, play games on phones more exactly. than anything else so games come with you or exactly. there's still places where there's big ones i was in montreal a few years ago and yeah. there was a massive arcade japan just, too yeah i just went there and like sat and played like the racing games and fuck i'd like, love it man i like yeah. arcades but this but, was a this was a spot that was just dedicated for like it was very bright very like i, I don't know if it's still open this was like 23 there's a difference between an arcade because an arcade's not just playing games it's that whole thing Whereas going to play to pay a console, especially if you don't have that decor of an arcade, there's nothing unique to offer you. No atmosphere. There's no the people who like to play those games. The, the drop in aspect. You can well, drop into an arcade. You can't really get at home. Yeah, and that's another thing. You can go in an arcade for five minutes and play a game if you want. 
or go in for three hours. But yeah. if you're going to pay for an hour, you're, you're they're there for that hour. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like you know, it's it's more of a challenge when you go to arcade. Like, well, I have two dollars. Let's see how long I can play on two dollars. Yeah. And that can be kind of a challenge versus like, oh, I pay you this much. I can only play an hour. And a lot of the time when you head just that little bit of money, you would wait between sessions to kind of... You, you spread it out. it out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Stretch it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... No, and, oh. and I was going to say, I've seen places that sell games, and they have, well, not only they sell games, but they, they buy games, and they have board games, and they have memorabilia, and they have a little room mm-hmm. with either PCs or consoles, so that, so that kids or whatever, you know, groups of friends can go and play. I was, I think it was in... I don't know if it was in Halifax or Moncton that there were, there was a place that had a little room with computers and kids were playing Minecraft. And is I guess that you, you you don't just play to go and play Minecraft, but to be with your friends so that you can chat yeah. with three of them at the same time, which is a pretty cool experience. Like, like otherwise, a party. as yeah. a kid, yeah. it's, it's it will be. I don't know how rare it is. I, I, I'm imagining it would be rare for kids to have laptops and get together and have like a LAN party. Tablets, though, might be common. So if it's yeah. set, set up for them while the oh, parents my own mistake. are like looking at the games, because the parents will be like our age, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, our already, age. Oh, that's, that's already have sad. kids, right? I don't know. We're, we're behind on the time for <laughs> not so. having kids. So I guess that... If, but if, if, if it's a place just for playing games and you cannot go in there to just watch yeah well here's here's a kicker uh, like i wouldn't go in right uh, <laughs> i didn't either <laughs> right beside it is my favorite game store in town who has a ps4 and a wii u and stuff set up for that free you, to you play, play yeah. so and he sells the place is a game store where you sell by used games and all that stuff and, and new games but in that same store he just had that stuff for free so right beside that same place you're he's not he's not that's not even his feature he just had it there and, like, that already seems like a poor placement choice. Like, you know, he was there first, and he was, whoops, selling games, and, uh, yeah. So it's, it was a it's, much more casual atmosphere, but you could walk in there and just take any game off the shelf. Yeah, and, and he would be cool with free. it. So, so now think about this. Dumb. Sure you know how how certain, ga- certain movies, you can only watch them for a time in a movie theater. Yes. So you have to go there to watch a movie. And there's a there's this whole experience about movie going, right? Mm-hmm. Not just to watch a movie, you go there you go and it's friends. you go with friends and you go to eat popcorn or it's a big thing. I mean there's a giant screen and Yeah, so there's a bunch of different things. So and E three is kinda like that, right? Yeah, it's a little kinda, bit it, it's sort of like a movie theater. Those games are there right now, are not available elsewhere. That's but true. there. So you you go there you play this game, and then it won't be available until it goes out on like DVD, or, right? <laughs> or something, <laughs> or Blu-ray, or whatever. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like the same concept. If that concept was more um, widespread, and let's say movie theaters had the same thing, where they had a rotation of games, of demos, and stores do this a little bit too, but it's sort of irregular, I think. They don't do it as much anymore. You know, that's a really great... You know, I just that just occurred to me. Retro. They you never yeah. see that they anymore. Remember that back anymore. in the day where you they would have a a, a, a demo game. Yes. A yeah. demo of a game made specifically to be a demo, 
And then you would go to the store, Toys R Us or whatever, and you would play through those. They still have... I see most with Nintendo. It's not common anymore, though. And it's usually the games that are already out. But I'm talking... They used to have them before they came out. And you could play... Well, I was telling you earlier about uh, Virtua Fighter. I went to a game store when I was like eight years old. And they they were had a demo of Virtua Fighter at the time. Which looked amazing. But now it's pretty pretty terrible. Pretty game. amazing. Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely dying. They don't do that much. Not much. No, but I mean, but you have demos now. That's been replaced. Yeah, you have the thing. You demos. can download free demos exactly. on your console of games that so have yet to come out. That so. is, but it's not that. Obsolete. So it's it's it's, it's uh, I guess having one of those display booths is as obsolete as having a place where you pay fifty dollars to, <laughs> to play to a play PlayStation game, yeah. Four. But w- would you pay even a higher rate? I don't know how how much, but let's say the same as a, as a movie theater. To go and for an hour play a game that will not be released until six months later. Yeah, I think I, I would do it. it. Yeah. If, it, if it, not okay, so we had the Nintendo bus come by uh, three years ago, four years ago. This is back when the Wii U had just launched. They're trying to push it. I think it was the summer right after the Wii launched, maybe 2012. Uh, a lot of the games in there were games that were already out at the time, and some that were coming out. It was this weird little experience. I don't think you had to pay for it, but you would come in and you you got, you're in this little bus. But it was brightly lit. It was like cool Nintendo stuff going on. And you could play at these, like, I think there's eight. You could play Pikmin 3 and, and Lego City Undercover. Games that were out and games that weren't. And it was an awesome little experience. I would have paid 10 bucks to get on that. Yeah. And you also got a draw to get a game and a pro- or a prize. I can't remember what the prize was. It was too long ago. But but the point being is that was a really fun and exciting little excursion. That Yeah, I'd pay 10 bucks for that, sure. Because it's, it's unique and different and not something I could get at home. Well, it's interesting you said that. Yeah. I went to the Fan Expo last September. And, I mean, the Fan Expo offers a ton of different attractions, you know, guests, tons of different things. Yeah. And one of the highlights of it was getting to play Rise of the Tomb Raider early. Mm. And it was just a little, I waited in line. It was, you know, a 15, 20 minute demo. And that was one of the highlights of being at the Fan Expo because I was super excited for that game. So Yeah. No, and I would have. I mean, I had to pay for a weekend pass or whatever. There was a lot of other things going on, but I would pay for that. It, yeah. It's it's the experience. I would pay to play the la- a demo of the Last Guardian right now. Yeah, so would I. Right. And and I think that that goes a long way. An experience and something different, as opposed, like I'm okay with paying money for games if it's something that I can't get elsewhere. And I think to me that's that's a big deal. And so with this whole back to the beginning. Uh, most people have, even if they don't own one of these consoles, they have friends who do. Consoles like, are pretty f- pretty common. It's almost like arcades could be much more uh, doable if if they offer that games you hadn't played before and, and kind of became a service for for getting to you know demo games at E three, yeah, or things like that. But how would you guys feel if there was like arcade exclusive games that you? You know, we're only in arcades that never reported to anything else. I guess it depends on the type like, of game because yeah. there's definitely certain games where I just want to play at home. Yes. Single player games. I, I would like to play Uncharted <laughs> foreshadowing at home. <laughs> I played that at home. But that oh. wouldn't translate to an arcade. No, it would not. <laughs> yeah. But there, there Actually, are games. I think that could. I mean, people love watching that game. But yeah, <laughs> less plays are like watching arcade it's, people. All the time yeah, now. but like you, every time you die, you pump in a quarter. Like it's yeah. just, it's kind of a strange. <laughs> no one, there's no many adventure. Games no, it would like not that, translate as well. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> there are uh, arcade exclusive games, even to this day. There's yeah, a, in Japan, mostly. There's a couple of Mario cards. Yeah, uh, that's right. Oh wow! Uh, there is a Luigi GX, Mansion, isn't it? There's a Luigi Mansion. A Luigi, really? Luigi survival game? horror friggin' it, it, I game. think it, it was released last year. <laughs> that's really cool. Really, last that. year? Uh huh. 
so as early as that. Oh, we actually got a tweet about uh, Luigi survival or the survival horror game. <laughs> I wonder if I can bring <laughs> the, that up. The real world's quick. greatest survival horror game. The world's the world's best. Um, so, uh, Cartridge Bros. Player Two said. My cat is terrified of the vacuum cleaner, and that is using the ghost. Maybe Sagey's onto something. There you go. So there, there you go. go. There you <laughs> right. Go. It's, it's a, a horror game. It's a survival horror game for cats. And Marshall was in that episode. <laughs> All these connections. Call coming back. Uh, so to move on from that first topic, which was actually a blast, I just want to say, Trails of Cold Steel update. I was thinking about some things. Things I like about this game. Is that so, a game about trains? What's that? Is it about trains? Trains are in it. Oh, cool. It just sounds like something trains. Trails of cold steel. steel. It sounds like a train. So my, I've been playing this at the, at, on my evening. It's a long game, so I'm, I'm, it's going to be over the course of a while that I'm playing this game. Especially with Tokyo Mirage coming out tomorrow. But I wanted to... Because I've been playing it so long, I've, I've been thinking about it. And I, wanna, I want others to give it a try. It's not just Fida. It's also on PS3. But... I things. picked up the PS3 version. Yeah, exactly. You haven't played it yet, but you will. Maybe this will help convince you. With the, with the launch for Collector's Edition. Collector's Edition is bitching. Yeah. So, uh, you're for- so there's eight, no, nine party members, and you're forced to try them all out. Because what happens is, story, it's a very story-based game. It's a, it's a JRPG, so you kind of know it's Final Fantasy-ish. It sounds like it's more story-heavy than Very story-heavy. Probably more. Uh, there's There's been like 30 minutes. Well, maybe not quite, but like 10, 15, 20 minutes of just conversation traveling to areas and just just story mm-hmm. um so but but there's a lot of characters and to force you to try all these characters out you go, it takes place as in a school like this army school and so you have to do these field studies where you go where you leave the school area and you go to visit another part of the land another part of the world so the whole the context is that you're putting field these field trip. yeah it is a field trip but you're also there to learn about the state of the war, state of the, of the country, because you're a, you're a military school, so you need to learn about both sides and stuff. But what it does is it sends you in a group of, of of a certain amount of characters, and and I've gone through three of them, and it mixes them up. So you're forced to try out every character. So when you can make your own party do side missions, you've you, kind of experienced them all. So in, so at least you're not like because I'll play a game sometimes, and I'll I'll pick the ones I think look really cool, and then I'll never touch the other characters. Yeah. And I kind of like and because of this, and because the story's focused at that point on the in that group you learn more about these characters than, that would have got diluted if you had all of them at once. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I thought was really cool. Another thing is when you're on these field trips, they have the, the quests that you have to do, although some are optional, take you around that area. So you learn about that area and where to go and stuff through these these story missions. So you so you have this big map that you could ignore a lot of it, but it actually it brings you all the key places and there's story to go with it. So each place is interesting to visit. Um, so that's what I like. I also like the um, battle system, and I haven't had to grind much. I, I heard it's one of the better RPGs of the year. Yeah, well, it, it was to be really enjoying. It. I, it's a really good JRPG. You have to you have to like JRPGs. If you go into thinking anything like if you don't have experience with them, or you play American RPGs, or you don't like RPGs at all, you probably aren't going to enjoy this game because it's very story heavy. Yeah. And sequel's uh, coming out in a month or two, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that too. Oh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about before, or just in general, is that. Uh, so this is a question to all of you. Do you guys have any post E3 hype? E3's gone now. It's been gone for about a week or so. Is there anything lingering with you? Because I'll, I'll go first because I actually have someone. I rewatched the Spider-Man trailer the other day. I really want to play that game. Yeah, it looks. It great. looks I, there's no gameplay. Oh, then there was some, there but but yep. you know you didn't have the hide and stuff, so you don't know what was gameplay, what was cinematic, but. I love Spider-Man. It looked really cool. It was nice seeing some of the newer villains in the series. Like, uh, for those of you who don't, don't read the comic, there's this big character called Mr. Negative, and he has these 
hoodlums that wear demon masks and stuff. And seeing those guys in the game was really cool for someone like me who who's kind of kept up to date with all the comics, except the weird costume. Mm-hmm. But uh, there hasn't been a there's not that many great superhero games. Arkham. The Arkham yeah. Trilogy is considered a good series yeah. if you like Batman. Spider-Man 2. Well, there's Spider-Man 2 is, but but not there's not there's been a lot of Spider-Man games and not a lot yeah. of them have been the same has captured the magic yeah, of Spider-Man that 2. That was kind of one of the first big open worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and yeah, that yeah. did it that, that did well. well. Received, right? And I think that even though that Spider-Man 2 was good, it was most of the gameplay that made it so good because when you base it off a of well, license, I can just web sling around yeah, New York. Yeah, for it hours. was like how I, how I played Grand Theft Auto 3. I didn't yeah. care about the story. <laughs> but like so the Batman series, despite me not liking Batman, did a really good job being original. It's not based on a movie. It's not based on any specific comic. It's just its own thing. And it looks like they're doing the same with Spider-Man, which makes me excited that it's not related to the upcoming animated movie or the well, Marvel movie. Well, that's 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 comics. always how they have to be done. Like, it's, it's pretty rare that you'll take an actual superhero or any kind of thing based on a movie or a TV show, and it doesn't ever translate very it ex- well. It, does, it usually never isn't they, that good. Yeah, exactly. So well, it's always the tight. Uh, development times. Yeah, absolutely. Because yep. like, they, they need to match and, it up when the movie comes and out. And they have to throw in filler characters to make the game longer, but there's never the same passion with yeah. those characters. That, mm-hmm. So it's any. I feel like anytime they, they tackle something like, like a Spider-Man game or if they do like an Iron Man game... They the Iron Man game has, is terrible. Well, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> They need to do something original with all of these types. I'd rather them have a game that starts development a few years early, earlier. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man is a great example. Next year, I think, or 2017 or 2018 is the Homecoming movie. This game comes out around them. You get that cross marketing, but promotion. you don't need yeah. to have it be that movie. Yeah. That's it, it. Being the same, it being an adaptation of the movie is usually a weakness to it. Yeah. It usually well, a lot hurts of the time, it. Those games just feel like promotion for the. Oh, movie. absolutely. Like, that's all they are. You might. Um, they don't. The first yeah. I played the first Transformers game based off the first movie. That and that was just a horrible, horrible experience. So, yeah, it's because yeah. well, the movies. The movies but you, you could make a really good Transformers game if you tried. Yeah. So big so, thing. Well, there are. War of Cybertron is really good. So big thing about Spider-Man. I was excited for the trailer. I'm not a big Spider-Man guy or anything. I like superhero games. I love the Arkham games. Um, but I'm mostly excited for this game just because it's Insomniac. Yeah. Like that was. It's a developer I trust. What other games have they done? Off the top of your head, I can't. Uh, they did the Resistance series. Okay. And then they Sunset did Overdrive. Sun- Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. And uh, they are doing that Song of the Deep. Song of Oh, for the, uh, the the EB games EB exclusive crossover kind of indie game. Did you guys know about that? You two, rather the what game? The I've EB, heard about it. EB but... Games exclusive. I actually pre-ordered it. It's like yeah. it's twenty dollars, and it's a, it's this, this thing you're trying where they're paying developers to make physical versions of games that you can only buy at EB, or Electronic Boutique, or uh, EB Games, whatever you guys want to. You know, GameStop. They're all the same thing, depending on what country you live in, I guess. And it's this indie-looking game that so they must have a low budget. Looks like it looks a little bit like some of the underwater levels from Raymond Origins. Yeah, it looks beautiful, and I guess the, the the I haven't read too much on it, but it's something along the lines of a kind of a Metroidvania type of game, but you're in a submarine underwater, and uh, yeah, and and they they're basically contracting trusted developers to make they're paying they're publishing like indie it titles. yeah for their own store, and they're publishing them physically. Obviously, because they're I like it. I'm going to pick it up when yeah. it comes out, unless I hear it's like if it's utter trash. Story. But I'll, I mean, it's twenty dollars, so I'll probably just pick it up. I think it'll be good. That's cool. I, I, I always support more physical titles, and you know that's a good way for them because they're they are physical. They, that's their whole business is selling games. You can't sell digital games, so so this is a smart way for them to keep the relevancy in a, in a faster increasing digital market. You know, so I think that's pretty cool. So back to the E3 yeah, thing. Uh, 
I mean, really, all that's lingering for me is just all of Sony's stuff. I mean, I loved what they showed for Zelda. Zelda's cool. But, and Pokemon's. But Sony's press conference just kind of, like, gave structure to my, like, next year of, of gaming. Was there any in there that you did not have any interest in that for you Sony's? can recall? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, when they first showed Days Gone, I was a little, okay, what's this? I, I didn't know anything about it. And I'm interested now when they showed gameplay and story. Um, what about the music video? That uh, Norman Reedus was in. Uh, that, that looks, that's the new Kojima game. Yeah. That looks super weird, uh, but I'm excited for it. And, and was, would, would you say last week was like Shadows giving birth or something like uh, it that? It looked like he was. I don't know what he. Like he gave birth to like baby. Yeah, like an umbilical cord. You know, it's kind of creepy. It's funny. I was a longtime Metal Gear fan and a fan of. of you like you Metal know, Gear? I love Metal Gear <laughs> and and the games you know Kojima makes. I kind. Of, this is more. I'm saying this jokingly. I kind of just want him to make music videos now, <laughs> because all of his trailers are so badass. He always syncs them up to a great song. Uh, I'm excited for that, but I know nothing about. Yeah, it. there's nothing to like actually be excited other than the concept. I'm excited for the concept. So what's, of what's it. the concept? Kojima's making a game that's that's uh, <laughs> with Norman Reedus. Like we, yeah, that's all we know. That's we all know. we know. And there's there's floating things there's in the floating sky. Things. Yeah, and we don't... the baby could be oh, like okay, the umbilical baby he had could have been the weapon of the game. Either way, you don't know what the concept of this. <laughs> game What if that is the weapon? You have this baby on a on a rope, and you throw it, and like it, it could be a climbing tool. You throw the baby up, it latches to like rafters, and you climb up. Like that baby could be your main tool. We don't know. We can only speculate. Well, if if we're predicting at all what this game's going to be, the last time Kojima and Norman Reedus worked together it was for PT, and was one of my favorite horror experiences on the PS4. But for this new one, I it's called Death Stranding. I think it's going to be <laughs> stupid. Name. I think it's going to be a, a psychological horror that they're going to do some of the similar some of the things that they did in PT. Maybe not as as horror focused, but psychological, you know, thriller, whatever. And I mean, just the name Death Stranding, and then the trailer. Everything's dead around him, and things are constantly changing. It, it seems like they're going to be throwing a lot of death at him. And, and will he strand through it, well, or will he frawl? We'll have to see. <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious what nice. what kind of game is it going to be? First person, third person? Yeah, is there going to be you know predictions? Well, it's definitely going to be third person because if you have someone like a famous person like Norman Reedus in it, it's it, they're going to want to show him. But PT was first person. Yeah, I see. But, yeah. but with that said, it, it, it wasn't necessarily what the final game. Was yeah, that's true. Norman Reedus was was. Part Were you? Of, did you play as Norman Reedus in PT? I never played PT because they they stopped. You, you me. do play as him, but he's like the reveal of it. You okay. don't know you're playing as him until they revealed it as Simon Hill. People love that guy. I. Listen, I have nothing against him, but I don't know exactly why. I don't know. I mean, I know he's kind of like, like he's cool in Walking Dead, but he's not like, like a badass. I, he wasn't my favorite character. I mean, yeah. if I saw if I got he's to in, play the game as a I guy, I mostly known from Boondock Saints. Yeah, Boondock Saints. Like Boondock if he was Rick, Saints. if I played as Rick Grimes' as actor, I mean, other than hearing him say "call," I would like wouldn't really. <laughs> I had a negative opinion of him in the show only because. I had read some of the comics, and he didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, I know. Comics. It took a while to get used to him existing. And then he was made up for the show, and he was just like the badass with the crossbow. But he had this I racist think he's a fan brother. He was annoying. Yeah, right? But I felt like he I've was never a fan favorite favorite, so and really kind of a shallow. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Like a, We're like, racist little genetics, and we hate everything. <laughs> Very <laughs> lovable character. Yeah, so lovable. <laughs> but he, he does become likable. I actually like him, but... Yeah, I only watched him until yeah. the end of season two. So. He gets I only watched the end of season one, so... I can't really comment more than that. You three got me pumped. 
there's a few other news things, uh, and feel free to jump in with E3 stuff if it comes. Well, I got, I got one thing that okay, please. one game that that kind of has stuck with me, other than the big ones, um, was there's like a Star Wars game being made by Visceral. Um, I think they make pretty good like third party or Wait, third, third Star games. Trek game. Star Wars. Star, okay, cool. Um, and I think that looks really cool. It's kind of like uh, very similar to we. What's that one we play is like. Darth Vader's Apprentice. Oh, uh, Force, Force Unleashed. Yeah, so it kind of seems like it's not like a continuation of that series, but it plays like that, and those games are really fun. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see them, you know, to take their take on yeah, this, a, cool. a nice action Star Wars game. So that's really exciting. They make they make games people like. They did Dante's Inferno too. That was oh yeah, that was yeah. kind of mixed. That's, that's what I mean. I, we're probably just going to see that. Yeah, we're probably just going to see that type of game in, in a Star Wars skin. The Nier Autonomous right. game looks cool. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, near, yeah. yeah. I like well, the yeah. character design. Looks like, like, like uh, I don't know, reminds me of, like, uh, Bayonetta and did robots. You, I'm sidetracking here, but did you see that uh, Kamiya had said, he said he wants to make a Bayonetta film? Yeah. I mean, of course. It's I, oh, like, no, I didn't know. I saw that. I hope so. He, he sort of teased that, and then something else, another another project that Platinum. I want to touch on NX physical stuff real quick, but before that, Anything for me? Three besides Zelda. I mean, we know you're pumped for Zelda. We're all pumped for Zelda. It should be all on Seiji, but the E3 hype has gone away. Yeah, it left the with a with a big void. I think this E3 was, in a way, just um, a continuation of traditions in at E3. There wasn't really big announcements. I don't remember like something that surprised me from any of the companies, really, mm. especially from Nintendo, of course, because that's my main focus. I mean. Seeing Zelda was pretty cool, but in the sense of innovation, there's a lot of innovation in the Zelda universe, and, and I think that can be the best Zelda ever. That can be one of the best games of all time. But in terms, in, in the sense of pushing what the art form as as, as a whole, it, it, it E3 felt really conservative in that sense. To me, it, it felt, felt like, like a, a sequel lot of, to last year's. Yeah, year. well, like it felt well, like a lot of franchises going on, yeah, reboots of franchises. Yuck. But they didn't even show anything that impressive for well, VR. The, that yeah, Birds game was um, like... We keep hearing VR, 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 but, but there's much. nothing that you... Resident like Evil what? 7, they announced that that's going to be fully playable, which comes out in January, but I'm excited to play it with a controller. Yeah, I know. Like I don't really really yeah. care about the VR portion. It's a big investment, and too. The only thing that, that lingers with me is Zelda and The Last Guardian. Really excited to I'm see so that, what games. that is. Because they only show a trailer, right? The trailer looks I'm like... I'm assuming it's gameplay, but... There's a lot of the gameplay that that you don't know until you play it, how it feels, yeah. and if it if it really works, if the camera angles are the correct one. I wouldn't be surprised. Play all those I think it'll yeah. play a lot like Shadow of yeah. the because they did show the demo at last year's E3, and it, I mean, it felt, it felt like Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. No, it was exactly. clumsy kind of controls that they. It's like clumsy, but not like but not like because it's bad, it but because the kid's clumsy. Yeah, you know? well, that's yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. If it's intentional, that can be done really well, and then it, if it's an intentional. Uh, gameplay mechanic that the character is a little clumsy and the controls reflect that. As long as you have control over that clumsiness, then I think it, it works out well. Uh, one Especially other... for me, because I didn't show the NX. I don't. I'm in this big doubtful period of gaming for me. There wasn't much for you to be excited I about. I don't know what I'm gonna do in terms of new gaming for the Wii nothing? because. Got it, it got Zelda, but Zelda is until March. Paper Mario. I think I, I think more of it as NX game now too. Even though I'll buy it for both, but uh, I'm probably going to play it on NX before Wii U because it's coming at the same time. I'm going to buy the NX. 
I'm going to want to play a game for it right away, and why not play a Zelda game that I'm going to love, likely? Yeah. Well, we don't really know what the NX is. It's a gaming console. (laughs) (laughs) He says coincidentally. (laughs) That's the big thing for me. Do you guys think it'll have, like, a peripheral? Like a a gamepad-ish kind of thing? I don't know. Maybe. uh, Nintendo could... I wonder if your Wii U gamepad just going to... They don't sell them by themselves, so I don't think they can. Yeah, that's true. You have to be able to... And no one's going to want to pay 150 for a controller. I wanted the Xbox Elite controller for my PC when I rose to 160 bucks. I was like, nah, it's not happening. (laughs) Not for a controller. nice, though. Uh, There was one other thing. uh, This is like, before we go into our topic, I just wanted to throw this out there. Ghostbusters movie. We've talked a little bit about it. The video game coming out, if you buy it and pay... I missed that. There's a game coming out. Well, the, the, you may not have noticed, so uh, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> off, off, Breaking news! When I read it off IGN this week. Uh, so the movie... Is it based you, on a movie? Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh, it, it, it doesn't look great. It looks like a top-down-ish uh, Ghostbuster game. I think it's based off the movie. There's costume from the old characters, so I think you're playing as, as the new cast. But apparently, if you pay an extra ten dollars or something like that, you get a free digital copy of the movie. Yeah, a lot isn't that of, weird to like of, well, do that though? Um, Can you view it before? No, no. I said that to be given at an indeterminate time, and it makes you uh, think like people don't want to give their movies away for free. It almost feels like they don't have a lot of confidence in it, and maybe because <laughs> well, like, of the vitriol it's getting, maybe that's fun that founded. I suppose with with the Warcraft movie that came out, it, it was the opposite. Some places were giving away free subscriptions to World of Warcraft if you right. bought a work ticket to Warcraft. No, I, I no, kind of regret not see seeing it, but I, I didn't see it either. Yeah, and I haven't seen it, but I want to. I might go, I might it go did well in China. Apparently, yeah. apparently it's terrible. I've been hearing mixed reviews. I've heard mostly negative, um, except in China. Yeah, China apparently loves, loves it. it. Yeah. Um, but it's, there's, there's a ton of World of Warcraft fans in China. Mostly of what I've been hearing, people who... People who don't who don't know the Warcraft story don't like it. People who do know it have liked it. Really? Yeah, that, that's, that's usually what opposite. I've, yeah, that's what I've heard so far. So they're probably staying too true to the story, which is probably a turnoff for a lot of people. That's, that's what I hear. I want to see it. Yeah, I might go see it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. cool! I didn't know it was still in the theaters. It just came out like two weeks ago. So the jingling is. I would. I would hope cat. so. <laughs> I think it came out before overseas, right? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it released uh, earlier. I know someone who saw it, and they didn't seem too impressed by it. Yeah. But uh, to each their own. Up next, we're going to talk. Before the oh, topic, yeah. Mighty Number no. Nine is out. Oh yeah! Uh, wait, my copy is actually, I think, in. I was down. actually thinking about this. Like, what should I get it for? Should I get it for PS4? I, I feel like I should get it for Wii U because it's, it's. You know, I've heard apparently Mighty these has performance issues. The Wii U? Like, I, I, well, my, my copy is still. I saw that the, three, the 360 yeah, version is delayed. So the handheld version. Yes. So I have not looked into reviews. I've been trying to avoid them. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, but from. Just from like seeing headlines here and there, it looks like it's not received well. I hope that's not the case. There are issues with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm been ignoring it. I don't want to know. Apparently, the, the the quality of the like technical quality, they have to bring it 
down a lot and it has like bugs and crashes. Well, I know. Versions, I know that. Well, like the biggest that's reason the they kept the saying, Wii U, which is the one that I've been wanting. Yeah, yeah, that's the most disappointing. I got it for PS4. I don't know. I think I think that's what I might have to get. It I'll for tell now, you how my ver- my experience because it originally was getting delayed because the multiplayer was broken. That's was what I was hearing. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, I guess, that they. I don't know. That's just strange. But I might get it for PS4 now. Hearing. I mean, in, nowadays, if you have if, if you have the main game, which is single player, I guess, ready, and the multiplayer is not ready, then multiplayer can come. You can. But people will that complain later. that you're not getting all of it. I want all of it. Yeah, and that that's a common complaint from a lot of companies that they don't, you know, give you all the stuff. But right in the away. case of this, but, they could have done it. But like, I don't. I don't personally. I don't have a problem with them releasing content like. As the game goes on, to give the game some sort of longevity. Sure, I, I agree. A, I think it's a great idea. As long as it's free. Yes, in agree. this case, as long as it's free. Uh, but most, although most, I'm okay with DLC, yeah, but in free. but in this case, this it's, one specific case, they promised yeah. you two things. They could well, have yeah, released exactly. it and patched in multiplayer. Well, it's, it's like kind of the same thing with yeah, Street yeah, exactly. Fighter Five right now. They've made all these promises of all the stuff that's coming, um, but and it's all going to be free. So a lot of people uh, complain about that modeling Splatoon, but a year later. Like it's okay. No, no. I, I think I think Platoon it's great like one of the better selling Wii U games. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's still it's still widely and played. As a live service, it's still still kind of. It's still going. It's still there's stuff, always yeah. people. There's, there's and they're doing the events still, like the little. Uh, yes, they're gonna have. They're gonna have one this weekend. Oh, what is it? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was something like Early Bird versus Night Owl. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so maybe that was a European one because they. It's not the same. Different okay. weekends for Japan, Europe, and North Segregating America. Segregating everybody. I want to make a declaration, guys. I forgot to tell you. Full Vita run. Oh, yes. Q applause. Yes. yes. Um, I think I'm going to do it. I'm there's there's a lot of Vita games sitting right around here. Yeah, there, there's a lot. Of, I was looking at them before. Yeah. I'll, now, once I, once I commit to a thing, I go all out. So I've been buying Vita games. And, uh, yeah, Vita games. So, like Seiji, as, as longtime fans know is in the process of collecting every Wii U game. An attainable goal in a world of few Wii U games. The Sony equivalent to the Wii U is, of course, the Vita, in that, well, it's kind of an equivalent slash opposite. Third party keeps the Vita alive. First party kept the Wii U alive. So he's going for the full Wii U run, which is badass. And I want to do a full run. I considered 3DS. I've considered some other ones, but they're very daunting. Definitely. But the Vita has about 200 physical titles or less. So I have about 36 or 40 or something like that. So I can do it. I think I'm up for the challenge. And uh, now, what is your 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 early strategy? Are you getting the ones that are widely available? I'm going and, to and maybe not so expensive or for the rare ones. Well, I'm getting so are, I'm going to Toys R Us tomorrow during game trip. I'm going to buy all those on sale Vita games I've been ignoring, like Wipeout, Spider Man, and stuff that are like okay. 10 to 20 bucks now. I'm going to buy them up. They're cheap now. I'm going to get them while they're cheap. For the other games, I'm going on Amazon, and I'm, I'm first buying the ones that I want to play or look that look fun. And uh, so there's not many Vita games that are over 100 bucks. A few collector's editions that are expensive. Other than that, it's all between 20 and 40 on average and a few between 40 and 60. Are Very few try, over that. Are you going to try and go back and get collector's editions of ones where you just got the standard edition? You shouldn't. I'm not. <laughs> you shouldn't. But, I go crazy but here. As, well, as people who can't it. see, i.e. everybody but these guys, I'm holding the Odin Spear Collector Edition for PS4, and it's fucking awesome. I am going to buy the Vita regular version of the game. Right. Not the collectors. I don't need two collectors. Well, no, no, that, that's but I will rebuy it for Vita for, for completion's sake. 
Yeah. So I made a few mistakes where I bought the PS4 with a Vita one. Also, I hear it runs yeah. great on the Vita. Does it? I mean, I'm sure it's great on the PS4 as well. What I mean is that you shouldn't have on your list the standard edition and... No, like, no. And, and I don't have like Japanese. I'm not going for a full yeah. Japanese slash UK run. I have ordered a few UK ones that are UK only because they're physical and that's really cool. But I don't care if I have all the every UK run. I'm going for a North American run. Right. Uh, Canadian stamp to prove North it. American. I'm do going for it. it. And Seiji, I was saying the others. I want and I want you to do this for Wii U. Is I think for the for Bonus Bear YouTube channel, we should start going through in chronological order all the games. So when I get all the Vita ones, we can have we can even do a, a combo video where we do a Wii U and a, and a Vita in the same issue or same episodes. Like episode one is the very first Wii U game and the very first Vita game, and we can see where they diverge. Where I get mine gets increasingly pervier. And yours gets increasingly more wholesome. More first part. <laughs> we could call it like like afternoon chats with we use and we oh, Vita use or in, something. Did you see that they're shutting down the multiplayer servers for Devil's Third? That's a game. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played that one. Never yeah, heard of I it. Guess, I have a sealed copy. Yeah, but I guess there's multiplayer and they're shutting the servers down already. I didn't know that. Yeah. It, I didn't know it had multiplayer. Do you think anybody plays it? I don't know. You got to crack yours open and give it a play. Yeah. It's a really rare game, right? Yeah, it must here. be. I didn't. I never saw it in stores. No, I'm shocked I did, I, that I it had multiplayer that. at yeah, all. Yeah, I, I don't. So, I didn't know because this game isn't like only a year old or something like that. It's not even it? a year. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, and it's already the multiplayer. Last November is when it came out, is, right? Around. Yeah, and it's all. That's sad. Wow. I feel bad for it. It's like I don't want to pick on it. So it's kind of funny. Sorry, little 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 buddy. The little devil that couldn't. Would you have bought it if you weren't trying to go for a full Wii U run? No. <laughs> it looks weird. There like, are a lot of games I would not buy for Vita that I will buy for the Sega yeah. completion. Some really weird. As we've made fun of before, the 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 Vita is like a a a treasure trove for questionable people. Oh, you're gonna, you're going to buy Code Realize? Yeah, I am. But I'm okay with that hey, one. Man, that that looks fun. Yeah, maybe it. I'll even give it a playthrough. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna have to get the Hyper Dimension games. So they have Hyper Dimension the games hyper- for Vita. Oh, oh, it's like, like six like of them. Really? Now the Hyper Dimension games are weird to me because I don't know much about them other than what I've heard and from the covers. So from the covers, it looks like a game I'd never want to play. But I guess it's making, it's parodying the game industry and that these characters represent consoles like the Wii U and the PS4. Okay. So you might, you might actually enjoy it. And that. the battle system is quite fun, apparently quite fun. So I'm interested in that, but then I look at the characters like, I don't want to play the bunch of stupid looking big-eyed weeb characters. But I mean, <laughs> in- yeah, that's the I thing. I've heard, so I've heard good things, <laughs> but it looks questionable. So I, I mean, if I'm doing it for the show, then I'll try, I'll at least have to play a couple hours of them but yeah I don't know. Was, the other day we were talking i'm pretty sure you're just like don't make sure i don't turn into one of those weird weebos and then get my waifu yeah yeah i'm gonna start ordering like code realized body pillows <laughs> yeah and, there you go and all that shit then i'm, then I'm worried like, i need to make like a, a trigger code i'll let you know if you get there yeah i need to, I need to embed a, 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 an embed like a trigger into one of the podcast episodes or or like it sounds normal to everyone else but to me in my ears it's like rob you must not play vita anymore and then i have to listen to that episode and then i hear that that message to myself, and then I stop or something. So uh, look forward to that. Let's go to the topic. Uncharted 4. Uh, Mar- Mar- Marshall, I think both of us could agree one of our favorite games this year, if not yep. our favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite games. Actually, one of my favorite games I've ever played, I think. So that's that's one side of the room. Left I is haven't on... played it. So Left and Seiji have not played it. Left is in the, the neutral corner. Seiji prompted this. This is Seiji's topic. I'm in the position where I'd like to play it. And you should. Yes. And this is a Seiji topic, not not mine or Marshall's. This is why Marshall came into retirement, because Seiji <laughs> sent us a video called... I never used the R word. <laughs> the video is called um, uh, why Uncharted 4 is not a game, and in brackets, that's okay. It's not a real game. Not a real game. 
and that's okay. And it is, now, yeah, I'm not opposed to it or anything. I just want to hear your opinion. So, and so, the, but you, you, your counter sort of a counter argument was the Kings of Context video. Oh yeah, so I sent. So who was the video you sent by? Do you remember the name? Mother Basement. Mother Basement. Like Which I watched. The video it was fun to watch. I, I sent Seiji a Kyle Bossman video. He used to work for the now defunct Game Trailers, and he was that whole video is him gushing over the least gameplay in the entire game, <laughs> the, bathrooms. the bathrooms, and how I love uh, the bathrooms. So I really, I really connected with. Yeah, the I think he echo, echoed a lot of mine and especially Marshall's sentiments towards the game and how we feel. So it was, it's very the two videos. I'll link to them. I say watch them both because they're both very interesting and very different. And now we're going to talk about them. Uh, so the video, the video you sent. Seiji, the main point of it is that the gameplay is inconsistent. It breaks its own rules. Uh, what else is about it uh, that he his complaints with the game? Do you remember other complaints? Remember that? Well, he was making the point that Uncharted 4 is like a media's darling game because you know how much it's going to last mm -hmm. because the gameplay is not too complicated and you don't have to think about it really. Sure. So, and uh, the game is about looking like something that is not really is like what people think platformers feel like. And it's, but it's just the way it looks, and not really it's what's important about platform. a platformer, right? When in in a, he was making the point that Uncharted is a glorified um, action movie. No, quick time event. Quick time oh, event. Okay, okay. So right right off the bat, I mean, I can't disagree more. You have full control over your character. So right there, I mean, quick. We all know quick time event. God of War. That was a, a, a thing you could attack out of War for. It would have these little mini quick-time events. Now, despite the fact that the game is way more than just that, uh, you can look at it like, oh, quick-time event, you press a button while watching a movie. But it's Uncharted is more like you play into a movie, i.e. you're playing for a while, and then something happens that pushes the plot forward, and then after that scene ends, you go back into playing the character, as opposed to watching and then occasionally interacting. It's more like... A, like a flow into and a flow out. If that's how I would describe right. it, at least. It's very much like a much more cinematic Tomb Raider. Sure. I have not played the new Tomb Raiders, so I can't comment on those, but I want to. And I to. mean, they have gotten much more like Uncharted as well. So. Yeah. So I wasn't saying, I, I wasn't criticizing the game. I, I found that video. Yeah. So I sent it and I wanted to talk about it to see your opinions. Because I was the one on the show and I was gushing over it. Yeah. You, yeah. You've already said that you think yeah. it's game of the year. So, so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think he's being very fair on the game. Um, I, I think him saying that this is not a game just because it's it's a, has a lot of quick time events and is very cinematic. The tension grabby, the, the headline. It's not a game. Yeah, and like I found that to be very childish, to be quite honest, of him to be calling this out as not a game because it's interactive. You you know you control your character, you move them around. It it, it qualifies as a game. The YouTube you know, is in the game. Yeah, the YouTube um, comments, which is a place I usually avoid, was very <laughs> interesting to read because people were having really good technical defenses as to why it's a game. Yeah, I mean, in its base form, it's done in a game engine and it's scripted and has rules within the game that allow you to control the character and interact with the environment. So, so maybe he's being facetious when he says it's not a game. But it, it's it, there's no questioning it's a game. It, exactly. So so I kind of found that whole aspect of his argument to be kind of fruitless. Now, one thing that, you know, it was hard to disagree with is the... Re you know, he kind of discusses why the reviews for this game are so favorable. And it's because this game... Because reviewers, you know, playing through a whole game and then rating it is, mm -hmm. is a tiresome activity. Especially if you're doing like a quota week, right? Ex exactly, right? So if they can actually, you know 
get through an entire game like Uncharted. And yeah, you know what? Uncharted is a linear, simple game. It's very linear. And, you know, so it's being reviewed favorably because of that. And I don't disagree with that. You know, maybe the review is a little too kind to it just because of of how people review games. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this game lacks a little bit of depth that you'll see in like a a Dark Souls game, I'll say. Um, Yeah, definitely lacks depth compared to those kind of games. But there's nothing wrong with that. I found I found attacking this game because it's linear and doesn't have as much depth is is foolish because a lot of games don't have as much depth. Not every game but that is Dark Souls. Exactly. And it should be. Exactly. You know, I think these types of games are have, you know, their existence is valid and it gets people into games because you know what? Yeah, it's simple, but that doesn't mean that it's less of a game or that I have less of an enjoyment playing. I feel a little so. bad because I died a fuck ton in this game. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> well, shooting scenes are I, I hard. Think, like, I'm just saying based on what I've never played it, right. but from what I could tell, well, you know, it's the simple. The game never ad- advertises itself to be a game that you know with a ton of depth with its battle system. Yeah, exactly. Or, or it's not a platformer, and, and and it's not a third person shooter. That's not the type of game that, that this is trying to be. It has those elements in it, it's but it's an event. Adventure, it's cinematic adventure, adventure game, yeah, or an action adventure game, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. It's not Gears of War. It's not Dark Souls. It's not Mario. It's a game that's telling a cinematic story that uses those gameplay elements to make you feel like yeah. you're an action star. Mm-hmm. And it does that well. And, and I, he says there's a lot of inconsistencies with the rules in the game. And while playing it, I never once felt like I lost control of what the character can do. There's cutscenes that will, will make, that per- pushes the story forward. And yeah, you're not playing him during that time, but that's that's been a game conceit that I've had since playing games since the PlayStation era. It was not weird to me. Um, there are parts in the game where you shift to a chase scene. You're being chased by things, and, which is and, very on and the And you're rails running straight ahead, thing, and you're yeah. avoiding things, which because you usually control the character uh, third person perspective. And there are times where you're running in first. You're not first person, but the camera is the first person. He's running towards you. But to me, that's no different than playing an old school game where it's side scroller for most of it, and then you switch to uh, a shoot 'em up level. Yeah. Like to me, it was just a different level. I, I didn't think it didn't take me out of the game. You just kind of adapted to the way it played, but stealth worked. The same for me. You could do the whole level in stealth if you wanted to. I mean, yep. it, like he says, like things I, I disagree with the video because there are things I agree too. Mm-hmm. Like it is a simple, it's an easier game. Right. But but I never found that its rule sets were inconsistent, as at least not to the extent that he was making it out to be. Yeah. While I was watching the video, I mean, obviously the title of it is you know why it's not a game and that's okay. I never. He had a lot of arguments that I thought were valid about you know the third person shooting being you know shallow compared to other you know really established shooters mm-hmm. third person shooters like gears of war and things like that but I, ne- I never felt like after any one of his arguments i was like oh that's his point for arguing that it's that it's not a game i always felt like he was making good points but at the end i didn't feel like it had... wasn't pushing his ultimate point yeah there's separate yeah. good points but they didn't Which is never help me feel point. like the title was just kind of it's like attention yeah it's like hey look guys uh we don't like uncharted i don't like uncharted I'm it's, not say it's not a game. Yeah. And it's one of those it's I don't like I don't like those 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 feel like clickbait uh titles to me. He could say why, you know, why Uncharted 4 is not as good a game as you think or why Uncharted 4 uh is broken in some areas or why Uncharted 4 isn't isn't deep. Those are all valid things that he that support yeah. his arguments support yeah. those titles more whereas it's not a game. It's like, "Hey guys, look, Uncharted 4 is not a game. Come yeah. view me." Uh I should put uh that is our title. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like a game, eat dick or something. <laughs> his, his points that I agreed with were, you know, about 
certain gameplay elements like stealth and the third person shooting and, and just overall uh, the platforming plat- is platforming. super simple in that game yeah. it, it I mean I've slipped up and fell sometimes but yeah it, well, it's still easy but by the sounds of it they tried to take too many different elements and put them all together so they gave you a little bit of everything like a little bit of platforming a little bit of third person too many, action a little bit of stealth like, but nothing sounds nothing, bad nothing was perfected kind of like the right. jack of all trades like, yeah you couldn't put any of those elements up aside to like a What's a really established platform? Mario. Like, you couldn't put the platforming... In uh, this Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, know. against some of the, the really good platformers out there. Or stealth, like against Metal this, Gear. Or, yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? But that's so, okay. That's no, like, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. It like, gave you mm-hmm. elements of these games. And sure, it didn't go d- so deep into them because then you'd have too much. That's, yeah, you're so. not, you don't want a master of every... You want elements of these games like it's like a game that uh has light rpg elements yes they're not yeah. rpgs and they're not in depth as an rpg would be right but they have rpg they elements and i like them they give you a taste yeah of that. i don't know like pokemon's not a, an in-depth or well actually that's no, a bad example that's, pokemon is actually in-depth. yeah yeah What's something the, like something like borderlands yeah. where it has rpg sure. elements in a yeah. shooter right mm-hmm. so uh, uh, i don't know but yeah. I, like, all those little elements go to make that character do the things he doesn't make it exciting to play as Nathan Drake. I, I gotta tell you this, I, I play a shit ton of games and sometimes I only play games for a couple hours before I, I need to stop and do other stuff or art or whatever. With Uncharted though, I got so sucked in because yeah. to go to go to the other video of, of Kyle Bossman's like context video, like I felt like I was playing as Nathan Drake. I felt like it was me in his shoes and I felt really, it was really fun. Like everything had, had kind of meaning and there was like you're invested, I, you're invested in the story, the characters. Yeah. You know, you felt for you know the different emotional moments of the game. And I could relate to a lot of the character. Like he, one of the big things about this character is like he doesn't want to grow up in the sense that he liked being an adventurer. He liked that life, but now he's kind of growing up and settling down, and and he doesn't want to. He wants to go back to that life. Like, and then why does he get married? And because he loves her too, and 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 it's dangerous. So I think the conceit of the game was. They kind of agreed. They did it for a while, but they kind of agreed that it's illegal. They could get thrown into jail. You know, it could ruin their whole life. So maybe we need to stop doing what that and just. Sorry, what was the question? Why doesn't like why doesn't he keep adventuring? He okay. wants no, no, to. No, no, it, it's just that um, during the the Kyle Bossman mm-hmm. video. Because I haven't played this game, so I only know it through yeah, chunks, chunks yeah from 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 trailers and analysis. And there was this one scene where. Uh, he was having a conversation with the wife, mm-hmm. and he was looking at concept art, concept art or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He was looking at, at something else, and the woman is is talking like it. To me, it villainized the main character. Really, you thought so? I thought because he humanized. It's like why is he being a jerk to the wife? I don't think. And it's... the wife becomes part of the background. It's, it 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 makes her look like he's doing something wrong to him. But in my mind, it's like. This guy's a jerk. Like I don't. I mean, you like, can, why I guess is he so a, disrespectful? I guess okay, that's a, an awesome outlook. So, you, I mean, obviously, you haven't played the game, so you don't get the rest of the content. I mean, his character is not really a. I mean, he's like a fun living guy, but he's not a, a jerk. Well, there's right? a few things there. There's three games that come before it, and, yeah. and people who've played Uncharted know the character Drake, Nathan Drake already, and he's a very charming kind of kiddish kind of personality. He's like Indiana Jones. There's a lot of really. banter. There's a lot of like. He's charming, but he, you know, he's lighthearted. And, and throughout the earlier games, before Drake and Elena are married, mm. there's a lot of banter between them. Yeah. So I felt like it was a little bit more of that. Like, 
he was kind of, and I mean, it was this moment where he's kind of daydreaming about adventuring again. And I didn't, I didn't take it as him being disrespectful to her. I just took it as like, like it's human. Like well, you never well, get well, like, yeah. um, like we. I, I mean, I've daydreamed in conversations before. Like, yeah. Look, if if you see on the streets a person with with her wife and and she's very interested in talking to him, and you see this clear uninterest. And in, in, in that, to me, I feel bad about it. Well, like, you but, know, but I mean, I, and, and that's all my content. Well, that's the thing. Like, I do agree with Sage. Like, kind of what Nathan Drake did is is slightly disrespectful. But I don't, I don't think that should demean the character from in any way because it it shows an obvious flaw that he has. And you know, when you see a character's flaw, it shows him as a human. Maybe this is right? maybe this is. Um, well, the problem is that he, he he being the main character, he's the sort of a role model of what is good to do. Not always. So it, you don't it, have it, to be good. I, I understand, but in the context of just what I saw, right. it it puts him in in the light of the being married is something that you don't want to do. Well, so I, I gotta you know jump in. I, mean? I have yeah. something I want to say. So um, I because I, women they talk too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, that's, I that's that's the message it's sending. And this is the same message you see in in movies and in certain video games where a woman is is depicted in in this in this way. That is an impediment for men to do their true I, I, purpose I in life. Mean. I do see what you mean. Right. You don't. I don't ever get that feeling about Drake. In the, in yeah. the, I don't. I think he loves his wife. No question. I have to jump in though. So I'm in a long term relationship. I don't want to get too real, but a video game show. But I'm in a long term relationship, and I, and I and I love my partner. And there will be times when we're talking, and my mind will drift because I will have already been thinking about maybe work or. A project I'm working on, and sometimes I'm a f- good friend. Or a game you're dying to get back to. Yeah, and so sometimes my mind will drift off for a second, and then I'll, and it happens to her too. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I'll apologize and be like, oh, whoops, I, I didn't mean to. For some reason, I got distracted. I get in my own head a lot, and you know, I apologize. But I don't think I'm a villain. I don't think I, I love her less. But in context, it's, in, in it's the context human, of, I think. of I know you, I know right, I know right. Your, and if you had played all the games, DNA, you would know Nathan Drake. And I know you guys have a good relationship. Yeah. But when you're telling a story, you're using elements to transmit a certain message. Mm-hmm. So when you use the, the the character of the wife as what is being, it's a symbol. Really, it, it becomes symbolic. It's not just person. So it the, the thing about a certain trait being human. But when you're when you are when you're telling a story, humans become symbols, or and actions become a sample of what what things are supposed to be in life. But you like you I mean? said, the sample in this case is that clip. You only see that Correct. clip. You yeah, that is my bias. Yeah. So you get four games of these characters. Five, sorry, if you can't. Well, and she's not in the uh, prequel. So four ga- three games of this, four games of this character. I can count. And they, I think they have a pretty strong relationship. And to, like that, the rest of the scene you don't see is in, when they're kind of playing with each other and embracing and talking. And there's a real moment where she's like, are you happy? These kind of things. And these are all things that I think show vulnerability. And, and the, a lot of the plot of the game, not with try to avoid some spoilers, is there is some of dealing with the fact that there's some mistrust at, at a point that happens and, and some deceit. And, you know, some a lot of the stuff is up in the air, but... It, it all comes. I don't want, like I said, I don't want to give away spoilers. But the thing you say isn't just brushed away in that one scene to make him look like he misses. No. In, motorcycle. In, in, in the context of the, of the video, yeah, the guy is analyzing the context. Right, right, right. 
right? He's analyzing how this character is looking at the picture and he's describing all these emotions from the point of view of the character. Yeah. And granted, that is what most people will, will see. What I was seeing is like, <laughs> hey, hey, there's something that is not wrong, that, that is wrong here. Like, why is this jerk looking at, <laughs> at, at the picture if the wife is talking? Is talking? Him, yeah. That's what I was, that is, that was my context. So there was a difference in, he was looking at the bathrooms and he was <laughs> talking bathroom about all those things great. and it seemed like a really huge, I don't know, um, you do what lack you of judgment when you, you're, you're going into so much detail into what is going on, but you don't mention this, 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 this disrespectful I action think, by, I think it's, I think it's even really as important. a note. I think it's really important in that chapter because I mean, maybe minor spoilers coming up, Play the game. but nothing, nothing major. The chapter is called uh, "A Normal Life," and it's and it's about reminiscing on Nathan Drake's previous adventures, him kind of missing that, and you you kind of relate. It feels human in that in that chapter, um, and it, there's conversations between him and Elena, and she's very much encouraging him to kind of get back to some of his adventures legally yeah and uh i think i think it's much more when you see the whole chapter it's pretty complex characters to be honest yeah when you see that whole chapter play out you don't really for me anyway i didn't i didn't look at it that way i just looked at it as she's she actually i think puts the thought into his head in that moment and is encourages encouraging him to go out and adventure and i think that kind of makes him kind of drift off for a second and and start thinking like the whole scene this is the so same, Marshall blames it on her. This is the, this is the <laughs> same scene with the Crash Bandicoot part that I've talked about. Like it's a really overall good scene, and I don't think it ends on a negative. It doesn't end like they they seem like it, to me the context of that scene is like he still loves her, but he misses the adventurous life. He doesn't want to risk the danger or whatever for whatever reason. He's afraid to go back into it, or he or he he thinks it'll ruin things or what or whatever the character's motivations are. You get that that momentary lax. Now Kyle Bossman, I think, was showcasing scenes that showed really convincing facial expressions at that time and so yeah you, it's, it's out of context and and that's fair if you don't play the game maybe he does kind of look like a jerk who's disrespecting his wife but i never like while playing it that never occurred to me it's, i felt more like there's a part of his life that he put behind him that he still misses and that he can't it's never going to be completely gone and you can't get rid of it entirely but there's a point where you're supposed to grow up and there's yeah, that let's wrestling. Say it, it's actually a movie a lot of that, it is, yeah. that movie, that interpretation of that scene, is male centric, right? Sure, okay. If that was a chick flick, he'd and, be the villain, and, and she would, yeah, yeah, he, he would she'd have be been, leaving him for someone else, <laughs> and she would have been the main character. What you see is a guy that is not giving you any attention. So it, I hate those movies and that theme because it's not real. You don't have. There's no. That I'm really glad you brought that up because I've had this conversation probably with, with someone recently, maybe Megan even, about I hate romantic ro- – the way Hollywood romanticizes relationships is so unrealistic to me. And like just because a, a guy has a job or or a woman – like it doesn't have to be either sex. But, but in those movies, any guy who – or a woman – like a woman, for example, character who – it likes her her career and his business. She's a shrewd businesswoman who has no time for love until someone breaks through and and she realizes her job isn't important. But that's stupid. Maybe her job is important to her. Why can't you ha- strike up a balance? You, you can you can balance it. Uh, anyway, sorry, CJ. Like, those those <laughs> tropes in movies in romance, the way Hollywood romanticizes is relationships and stuff, irks me because that's not realistic to a lot of people. But then again, I, I mean, I don't know. You're in, in Erica's 
relationship on an intimate level, but you guys seem really happy together. Maybe the way you interact is different than how maybe me and Lef interact with our partners and I mean, and we, stuff. I don't know. Through the years, you you understand that if you're going to have a conversation with with your uh, with your partner, I mean, the, the very least you you can do is you know listen. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's not it's not a big deal, but this is the kind of thing that you see a lot in movies. Yeah, you know, you're right the, though, because he would be the villain of a rom com. The, the woman oh, talks too much, and yeah, you know? I don't like. And he, and he would go on to be like a, a a comically cartoonish film. Like he's like going to parties and shit and ignoring his wife. Like, this is the villain he but would if be. It's, if it's male centric, it's like ah blah 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 blah, and he, and the guy is actually t- uh, thinking right. about relevant relevant things yeah. to, to to movies, and most movies are like that. They're male centric, and, and when you get uh, women on screen, they're talking about the men. Or they're, or there's, or they're saying something that is very um, sexist, or yeah. I, I don't know. She plays a big role in the game, and she is a, an AI character in a lot of the game. And is I wanted, oh. I just want to say that she's a competent character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is about Ethan Drake, so oftentimes it's it is. About no, I understand, him, so and that's wouldn't pass the, the test. There's nothing wrong about it. It's just that it. I I noticed it because uh, that was a scene that was presented to me in the video. Yeah. Apart from that, there's a bunch of other things, right? No, 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 not just that. The thing about the bathroom was really funny. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Like yeah. seeing the, the okay. So this is that part he talks about is a great example of what the new Zelda game is probably going to do. In that, all the story is told in the background. So looking in that bedroom, looking in that bathroom, seeing where the blankets are and stuff, those tell subconscious stories. They tell you about their life without you needing to tell you, like needing to directly tell you. You see their beds crumble on the floor, the laundry's thrown about. It tells you they're a little messy or they're busy or, or they have other things going on. I, it's, up to that's, you. Yeah. it's up to you how much you want to read into that. Right, and and I think the new Zelda game is going to have a lot of that too. I think we're going to see him exploring this post-apocalyptic Hyrule, as I'm sure it's going to be, and seeing a lot of that story without the use of them telling you what happened. And I think that can be an effective gameplay, as effective as a really cool cinematic scene where things are exploding and giant clock towers are falling on you or whatever. I think both are valid, and in the case of Uncharted, I think they work together. Well. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's an interesting... I felt like Uncharted was a really fun game at Uncharted 4. I was, yeah. I was aiming. I was fighting. I was stealthing. Did you jump? I jumped a yep. lot. There were times where I jumped and missed. Yeah, I, I felt I felt quite a bit. I, mean, I died a lot in my playthrough, so I feel guilty. Like I did it wrong or something. I, I is, there if were it's puzzles. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there you didn't mention those. Puzzles, yeah, that's yeah. kind of weird. I didn't know there was puzzles. Yeah, there's lots of puzzles. Like, you have to look at your journal and figure it out. And there's some logic puzzles and stuff. Yeah, well, that, Nothing like that. That definitely makes it a game. Well, yeah. It's, I, oh, yeah. I guess we should go around the room. Uh, game. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's a game. Might be a little lighter on interactivity and challenge and. Things like that than, than other games, but 100%. You've not played it, but from what we said and what you saw in the videos and stuff, do you think that it would qualify as at least a game? It's a game, but the point of this guy, and you guys were really opposed to, to the message. With the overall... What I see is that when they, when they call about... When, they, when people say about a game being cinematic... What it means to me is that is a spectacle aspect, and and I'm not impressed by spectacle, right. but a lot of people are impressed by that by, by the the conventions of storytelling through cinema, right, and through you know putting in a in a square certain visual elements that look impressive or awesome by by 
conventional wisdom. Mm -hmm. Now, what I heard about Uncharted was that a lot of the elements of interaction were there for the purpose of spectacle. And that is and, and that is indeed my vision of Uncharted, because when they show a scene, it seems like if you deviate a little bit from the path that the cinematic intention is putting in front of you, the game will is not really very playable. So if you're in a certain card persecution, if you go to a place that you shouldn't, you'll die. For example, I mean right? that happens in games. That, that is not exclusive to to a lot of. I mean, that is not exclusive to Uncharted. Yeah. But it seems that in 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 the in what I see of Uncharted is like it's really strict or really um, is really expecting you to go in a certain path so that it will produce the spectacle. It's a linear game. That is, yeah. That is designed, right? But I mean, Mario One is a linear game. Still a great game. So that doesn't it's, stop. It's it. linear, but it's not. The the lack of options, like going just left or right or up and down, makes you think that it's kind of like the same thing, but it's, it's not really because you can produce your own story, right? And story is something that happens in your mind even if a story is not being told to you, right? If you go out and do something, you can have a different meaning depending on what on what mood you are and you tell a story to yourself so your your whole life is a story but you're experiencing it uh, and then the problem I have with designers with modern designers trying to make games like movies is that it it doesn't allow the art form to produce its own conventions although other people are, are doing it perfectly uh, but that's that that's what I heard in that video about Uncharted 4 not being a game is that it's it's too much focus on producing a certain visual result mm -hmm. rather than letting you explore through interaction what it means to get something right right so there's a path and when when you guys say linear and i don't i haven't played this game but it seems like well there's something to do so you do it and if you do it the correct way you get you get the the result which is mm -hmm. so in terms of creativity from the player mm -hmm. right and by creativity i mean in Mario, for example, you could do a jump in a certain way, or you could try to make it in a different way, so that you will feel good because you understand the mechanics so fully that you did you did something that was notable by the conventions, not of what you're seeing, but what it means to you through the interaction, and that is really powerful. And that's when a game really has depth in with because it lets you know the controls, it lets you know the patterns that you're seeing on the screen, and things like that. And a lot, and, and to me, that's really what attracts me as a player. But this is a very personal per yeah, preference, it's the same and I'm not right? saying that it's a superior version. I I understand that most people like games to look and feel a certain way, but I, and I and I'm often attracted to Nintendo because that that visual aspect is is almost it's pretty downplayed in most Nintendo yeah. first party games. It's almost yeah, and it's not like Mario Galaxy has like a beginning and end cinematic, and that's. Pretty much it for the most part. Yeah. yeah, but they play beautifully, and you don't need it. I love those. From my games. point of view, from my point of view, they do. And, and, that, and that's like one thing I need to, to stress is that I am not. I don't like. For example, you don't particularly like the Uncharted style visuals. Well, I game. haven't played any. Uh, well, right. the, the style yet. Yeah, You're not attracted like, to it's them. Super generic. So yeah, now I, I wouldn't. In my point of view, is I love Nintendo games as much as I love Sony games. Like I can find there's 
they have different things to offer, but I, I'm attracted to kind of all of them. The only thing I'm not really attracted to is simulators, uh, RTSs, and uh, sports games, which are also simulators because that's how sports games have become. But uh, I don't know. Like I see the, I do see your point of view, and I agree on points of what I well actually at the end there what you said I specifically agree on. You, it doesn't appeal to you, and that type of gameplay it doesn't mean it's bad or or or, or necessarily like worse or whatever but it's not a game it's not something that you're attracted to or that you you prefer the nintendo style for example but i mean i kind of like both so i I don't have any preference either way and i think you're kind of in a similar vein all all of the all of the things about like the game design and mechanics and stuff that, that you said i would agree with all of that and this is a game that definitely doesn't have as strong of a foundation for any of those things yeah but it's 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 offering something completely different, which is a cinematic experience that I think allows you to get so much more invested in the motivations of the character and and the emotions going on and the storytelling. And for me, it's it creates a much more memorable experience than, I mean, and I love the Mario Galaxy games, but you know, Uncharted Four was a more memorable gameplay experience. Well, game overall game experience. I mean, in my 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 mind, I'd probably prefer Mario Galaxy ultimately. Um, just because of, maybe it's it's a bias because I don't know how much I love Mario. Now Mar- you're not a big Mario player. I mean, Galaxy and, is my favorite Mario games. And to put it in context, you're kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum of Seiji, where you prefer the story heavily narrated games. And I, I think I lean a little bit towards towards you. I don't know. I like both. But um, and I love Nintendo games. Yeah, for sure. definitely. It's the Uncharted game is not maybe not game enough for for you. But I don't think it's movie enough either. I, 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 you get to play as the action star. You're emulate, maybe it's emulating a movie's feeling, but you're still the one who playing as that. You feel like the action hero while playing. Like I don't feel like an action hero while watching an action movie, which I don't even really like. I don't like action movies that much, but I do like action games. But I felt like when when talking to my friends, when I'm telling my story of Uncharted Four, I find myself like, oh, I did this, I did that, I did this. Yeah. I'm Nathan Drake while playing that game. Whereas when I'm watching a, a movie. I don't feel like I'm hardcore Harry, no matter how much they want me to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, And that is perfect, and that means yeah. the game is good at achieving its purpose. Yeah, and it's not the world's best uh, third-person shooter, platformer, or whatever, or racer, or, or whatever, Stealth but game. it's in a great cinematic experience, and it tells a story that it wants to tell. I think it tells it better, or at least more dif- different than a, how a movie would. Yeah. And uh, I liked feeling like I was Nathan Drake, and I liked experiencing his story through his shoes, and, and I would... And yeah, it's not for everybody, but but I, I'm glad they did the game the way they did. Uh, there's to me the balance between gameplay and and story cinematics is is really well done, and uh, I wouldn't and also change pacing much. Pacing is so important in yeah. games like that, and, and the pace way as well. It, it, it very much has pacing in mind. Yeah, so let's get to wrap up. I need to I need to read the oh, next yeah, chapter yeah, okay, okay. of Mario. You so, should this a while ago. Then. What? We're, we're over, but... Oh, yeah, so, yeah, we're over, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, so this is the end of the episode. I'm going to read this next chapter. Uh, it's not very long because this book is barely a book. So, uh, Mario frantically tries to pick the micro... Nope, that's not right. Wait. Yeah, all right, never mind. <laughs> I don't remember where we were. So how can I go on further if I don't remember? I'm going to give one quick... If I see the... Uh, it's not really Luigi, because that's where we were last time. No, we did that part. Yeah, no, that's where we ended, oh, right? okay, okay. I'll get there. Give me one second. Turn to page four. Then we chose to search for Luigi. I was off by one page. My bad. All right, guys. We're, we're doing it. I'm just going to edit this out, probably. Or maybe I won't even edit it out. So, 
it's not Luigi. So we said, should Mario go outside with Luigi? Turn to page 71. If you think Mario should leave him and go head to the Mushroom Kingdom, turn to page 25. What are we doing? Go with Luigi or leave Luigi? Luigi is suspicious. I would want to leave him alone. You would want to leave him alone? No, wouldn't. wouldn't. I'd go with him. Yeah. Say with Luigi, Marshall. Sure. All right. Well, you, you were outvoted anyways because it, it's, this, is the, this is the only time where I actually can get like a like a majority on one side. So we're going to go to page seventy one and we're going to follow Luigi and see what happens. Luigi leads his brother through the kitchen and out the side door of the plumbing shop. Behind the shop is an alley full of spare parts and strange looking machines. Try this on, please. He mumbles, handing Mario a shiny metal vest. I'll show you what it can do. A dozen metal cables are connected to the vest. They dangle from the sky above the dark alley. Mario looks up, but it's impossible to see where the cables come from. The whole thing seems a little strange to him. But then Luigi's always been a bit strange, Mario thinks. He sticks his arm into his vest and begins to fasten the buckles on his front. Then he stops short. Did Luigi say, please? That's something new. Well, maybe it's just because he's tired after all. <laughs> Luigi's really rude or something? <laughs> I love how in depth and all the lore they make up in this thing. Well, maybe it's just because he's tired. After all, he only got 12 hours of sleep today. <laughs> Mario shrugs and continues to fasten the shiny metal garment. Luigi waits for his brother to finish. Then he turns slowly and pulls down on a lever sticking out of the strange machines. Goodbye, he says calmly. Instantly, the cables begin to shake up. Snake up into the sky, night sky, taking Mario along with them. Whoa! He shouts, but he can't do a thing about it. In seconds, Mario is several hundred feet above the ground. As he comes to a halt, high in the air, Mario sees a dark, familiar object floating towards him. It's the Doom Ship, the evil Koopa family's flying battle boat. Its propellers hum busily, and its heavy iron cannons stand ready on the wooden prow. Mario struggles to break loose, but the cables hold him tightly. He can see an armored turtle in a bright pink sunglasses standing on the poop deck as the tomb ship approaches. He recognizes Roy Koopa, Bowser's son. I don't think that's actually officially canon. And one of the <laughs> rottenest reptiles in the Mushroom Kingdom. Drip ahoy! Calls Roy. He reaches out and scoops Mario into a large net. Turn to page 85, which we'll do next episode. <laughs> So there Intense. we go. That was uh, an excerpt from Nintendo Adventure Books. Uh, I can't wait to Double get to the Trouble. End. I'm, I'm excited too. I don't know if we're gonna die or something. I don't know. It's actually kind of a fun ongoing I, thing we got. Nintendo, so I can't imagine you would. But this is like a gritty Mario. That's true. You it just is. passed it to to uh, power the supercomputer. I know you've missed missed some of those, but it's uh, pretty fascinating. So thank you for coming to visit, Marshall. We enjoyed oh, you on the show. Please come back anytime. Uh, yeah, bonusbarrel.com cartridgeclub.org maybe perhaps some BV members will make an appearance yeah, on an yeah. episode in the future that's an exciting prospect Twitter YouTube video videos are delayed due to computer problems but they're coming yeah, yeah so thank you for listening uh, to this longer episode this is Rob and Katie and left and returning guest Marshall have a, a good one